0: Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp. That works for you.
1: Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. On the broadcast today, Clay Mitchell joins us. He's vice chair of the Story County Commission and is here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmaker.
2: Forget the weather outside, there's a blizzard of points inside the Carson Valley Inn during the 15 million points giveaways. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday, including four 1 million point winners guarantee. And don't miss the 2 million point grand prize giveaways. It's the 15 million points giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn.
1: Big R is Northern Nevada's number one golden fire wood pellet supplier. More heat, less ash, 100% natural, and no additives. And there's only one place that stocks this many wood pellets, and that's Big R in Sparks, Winnemucca, Fallon, Fernley, and Lovelock, a river of wood pellets at Big R.
2: For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their home. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right Guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website
3: at NevadaHeating.com. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much-needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shan a No Holds Barred Political Forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers Broadcast Headquarters, here is Sam Shedd.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're pleased to welcome back to the program Clay Mitchell. He is the Vice Chair of the Story County Commission. I do want to point out that I do business with Story County and have done with Story County and TRI for over 20 years now, so pleased to be a part of that. Um, So I wanted to ask you about uh, several things. First of all, Story County is finally coming into the money that... Um, was put off for all these years with the tax abatements. And it was interesting to talk to various people in Story County to say that even though the numbers seem big, they don't go nearly as far as you would expect them to go. Can you share with us some of the numbers, you know, budget-wise and what they're doing?
0: Yeah, just a bit. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. so uh, the, deal, the deal that was made with, with the, the state and Tesla was about 10 years ago, and we're coming up on the end of the abatements for the property taxes. Sales taxes will be abated for another 10 years. Um, and we're roughly estimating that the net amount that the county will receive is somewhere in the range of 12 to 13 million additional dollars per year which is not insignificant for us. We're a small county. Sure, it's huge. Um, But as you mentioned, we chose a path of delayed gratification. We said, we'll tighten the belt for the greater good in the future, for the good of the region and for our own. Um, And so we've put off a lot of things that we need to do. And so we've identified about $160, $165 million worth of capital improvements that are critical for us within the next five years. And of course, that continues on out. Now if you do the math, $12 million a year does not get us to $160 million. Certainly we have other revenue sources. The park is maturing and almost every, every day or every week we get an announcement about a new data center company or someone, often I don't know about it until the press release hits, um, and and that, that's starting to help us build a solid financial base under us to do the type of things that we need to do in the
1: county. Okay, and, and point out for people that are not aware, what are the very basic things that Story County actually needs?
0: Sure, so one of the things that happens right up front is we have a unique arrangement with the developer of the business park. Unlike in other places where developers often pay for infrastructure improvements and then deed them over to the local jurisdiction, we actually pay for those improvements the the deal was we didn't have the money to do it but we had entitlements to give and so it's basically a zero interest loan from the developer and so we have upwards of 30 million dollars to pay back on the original infrastructure on the park that continues so as more infrastructure is added for example redwood materials is growing very quickly we need a new intersection put in there that's going to fall to us to pay back. They may pay for it originally. We need a new fire station. That's the fire board side, not necessarily the commission side, but that's easily a 10 to $20 million project. Those will then get added on to our tab. And so we have a formula where we pay back. Right now it's about $3, 3500000 a, a year that we're paying back that infrastructure. That's in addition to the roads that need to be repaired throughout the county. Virginia City has a water system from the 1870s, the Marlette system. That's our only source of water.
1: From the 1870s.
0: Yeah, in fact, some of the main supply lines still has lead joints in the pipe. We just replaced a main a water main in town that had sections that had asbestos pipe. Uh, it's a patchwork and it, it Typically the water system blows out about once uh, every couple weeks. It's typically scheduled on a weekend or a holiday (laughs) when it has the biggest impact on the tourists and those kind of things. And we've been patching it up for years and years. And so tens of millions of dollars that are needed there. Um, And and then just basic services. We have a, a senior center in Lockwood that's a modular building because it's a modular building. By code, it can't have a commercial kitchen. So we cannot prepare meals for the seniors or the elementary school students there. And so we have a partnership with Washoe County to bring those in, but the quality is not what it could be if we were to provide it for ourselves. And so we're in the middle right now of building a $5 million senior center with help from the federal government. Uh, We were able to get some appropriations to help with about half of that cost. Um, that's about a quarter of our population in that community, and it's really both a senior and a community center uh, That's going to be a, a great resource for them. Okay, so um, One of the things
1: that that Story County has been criticized for over the years is a lack of housing a lack of residential There is some. There's about what 4400 people live in Story County Give at this point um, But there are now plans uh, to develop beyond even what uh, had originally been conceived.
0: Can you share that with us? Yeah, I mean we have tried to deregulate or open up for housing in every way we can think of, whether that's ADUs, whether that's allowing tiny houses or small houses, getting the minimum square footage down to allow for infill throughout the county, Um, We are in the middle of studying and creating housing plans. Apparently, that's not the way that developers are used to doing business. They're used to having um, allocations and programs and things. And so we've tried kind of a free market approach to open up and say, hey, we are open for business. We're going to make it as easy as possible. Our fees are very low or quick. Um, But that doesn't seem to be attracting the development other than one-off infill development. And so, at any given time, we may have 30 or 40 active housing permits. That's significant for our population, but when it comes to larger scale, we're looking at what we can do. Now, certainly, we don't want to get into the housing business. That's not our job as the county, but we want to incentivize private industry to fill that need. And so, uh, so the, the biggest place that housing could be put into place is Painted Rock. Previously, mm-hmm. the county commission back before the, the Great uh, Recession, was that what we called it, um, they approved 3,600 housing units out there. Right, it's about 600 acres, right? It's actually 2,500 acres. 2, I, don't know. I don't know how much of that is, is developable, but it's that's kind of a bench working up to the mountains. And so it's significant water is always an issue anywhere you develop um, and certainly would need to be figured out and and some infrastructure as well there's there's one off-ramp we'd probably need a second access point now that could go out to the east towards fernley um, but you're also crossing the river bridges need to be upgraded crossing the railroad tracks so there's some significant uh infrastructure that would need to be put into place to make that work we're open to it it's held by uh private landowner that at this point has not expressed a lot of interest in developing. We're looking at other parts of the county to see if we can open up. For example, we border onto Dayton on the south in some areas where residential development is approaching. And so we're looking at it. We certainly don't want to change the character of existing neighborhoods, but looking at other areas and saying, can we be more permissive with the zoning? to allow for that development to continue, maybe in partnership where the utilities continue through from Lyon County, so we don't have to create them all on our own, and we get a little bit of an economy of scale by doing something like that.
1: Um, now, w- that will increase your potential cost for schools and things like that, other services? I, I don't
0: I don't think it will. You know, we are, um, cer- certainly if we do major developments, we would have to provide those things. So, for example, Painted Rock could not adequately be served by uh, by services in our other communities and so right the government center schools um, and and we would certainly want it to be some sort of a mixed use so that there are local uh, commercial establishments and things so people are not jumping on the freeway to get to any services right. and so uh, cer- certainly there are um, it, it, it would change the face of the county from a perspective of how we provide services but also from a perspective of, of the political makeup and the distribution of voters uh, and we're ready for that we've we've had these conversations that we think that the growth is inevitable and so w- we've accepted that that's coming and that's part of the agreement that was made when we did all the this industrial development, um, and it's just a matter of managing it in a way where we can actually preserve the character of the communities that we currently have, and then also provide adequate services for any new communities that develop.
1: Okay, so so what surprises me, but maybe, you know, I'm I'm thinking on both sides of this, um, developers are not used to, and housing developers are not used to, the speed with which Story County has been permitting things. And it's not that Story County has been doing anything wrong, it's just it cut all the red tape from the start of TRI and allowed people to come in and on day one get a grading permit and be able to get their projects done um, in a very uh, timely manner. North Las Vegas looked at this and copied as much as they could. And then you talk to people who deal with Washoe and Clark and they say, oh, the permitting process there is horrible, I'm not going (laughs) to mention any names. But uh, it surprises me, is it just that the housing developers don't realize that they could really move things much quicker than they could in other places by developing in story?
0: It's a great question. And Sam, I'm not sure if the speed is as much of an incentive, I would imagine it's an incentive for the housing developers as it is on the industrial side. We hear from developers on the industrial side, they say it's like Disneyland working in Story County. Again, not that we cut corners, but our can-do attitude, our staff is there to facilitate, and our our turnarounds are, are really impressive. I believe that because the bottom dropped out of the housing market so hard in the late 2000s here, there's there's been a skittishness to really go fast for for residential developers. Because they were left with half-built subdivisions and it took a long time for us to recover because the economy had not been diversified yet. And that happened into the 2010s. But uh, I, I think there's still a little bit of that hesitancy to go great guns. And so you're seeing the apartments really start to crank up there are very few parts of Story County that are really ideally suited for for apartment development or high density in that way. Though we're certainly open to an element of that within Painted Rock, for example, we're happy to look at that. Maybe even in Lockwood, there there is some land there in Lockwood. There's some. It's in the some of it's a lot of it's in the floodplain with the river, and so there are some things that that would need to be worked on. Excuse me, worked on there. But there is some discussion about uh, housing in that area as well. So I, I think that it's uncharted territory for those developers. They haven't worked with us. They don't know, and a lot of times, they don't believe it until they actually see it. Right, right. that's the experience we've had.
1: Yeah, and and in talking to uh, housing developers um, after the Great Recession, um, uh, some were very slow to get back into developing because they really didn't trust that the economy was gonna hold and that they would be able to come back. But I mean, the growth of the area and it's been, you know, powered by what's been going on in Story County, has been unbelievable, and it just keeps going. This new uh, computer development company, uh, you know, that uh, is doing data storage. I mean, data storage seems to be the golden goose for Nevada, but in particular for Story County.
0: Yeah, and I think there are several reasons for that. One of them that that we keep hearing is. Our proximity to Silicon Valley means that the data latency for these data centers is very low, three to four milliseconds. That can't be replicated because we are physically as close as you can get, this region is, to Silicon Valley without being in California. But we have another advantage, and that is these are heavy energy users. And in Story County, our franchise fee for electricity is only 1%, where a lot of the other jurisdictions in the area is about 5%. So when you couple the speed to vertical, when you couple the the low the the extra to the bottom line, if you will, on the energy costs, and then uh, the, the proximity to Silicon Valley, it's a really attractive place for people to come. Now I'm hearing from some commercial developers that these data center purchases are blowing out the price per square foot for manufacturing and warehousing and the other things that they want to do, and so that's a challenge. That's something we really need to be uh, cognizant of and, and and deliberate about as we develop. I think data centers out in TRI are a good fit because they use fewer uh, human capital resources, fewer right. jobs than manufacturing or warehousing, and so infrastructure impacts are limited somewhat, but you're out there a little further away leaving space closer to the urban center for those, those people heavy uh, operations. Well the other thing is too is that you know and and when you finally
1: get the sales tax that those companies have to replace their equipment every few years. Um, The other part that I I find interesting is the latency factor because um, it was a few years ago where New Jersey and New York were competing Mm. uh, because uh, the, the uh, traders, the st- uh, stock market traders, were able to take advantage of the speed that they were getting in New Jersey to mm-hmm. be able to, in, in some ways, manipulate the market. Mm-hmm. Um, latency is a huge issue.
0: You yeah. know, and speed. Absolutely. And my understanding is that when Switch put their facility in here and created this hyperloop, a lot, that helped a lot of it because it connects San Francisco, LA, Las Vegas, and Reno. It's amazing. And so West Coast traders w- were not at a disadvantage as they were before uh, b- because of that. And so that, that helps. But certainly, I mean, the power demands as these data centers come in, this company tracked, their agreement with NV Energy is basically going to triple the amount of power availability here in the region. We're going to- th- Which is stunning. Three gigawatts or something like that, which, uh, and currently our, the Tracy plant here is, is just under one gigawatt as I understand it. So that's, uh, and, and that, they're not the only ones. There are other companies that are in need.
1: Well, and, and the conversation that surrounded that initial purchase was, uh, are these guys for real? And yes, they are definitely for real.
0: Absolutely, they're co- they're coming in with some private money. Uh, they operate, they've been operating here in the U.S. Uh, as well as internationally, and uh, and, and I think they've uh, they've they're really making it happen.
1: All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Clay Mitchell. He's the vice chair of the Story County Commission. After this timeout,
3: what do you count on?
2: Truck drivers are some of the hardest working people you'll meet, delivering over 70% of America's freight and 92% of Nevada's. When there's a natural disaster, they're delivering critical supplies to help those communities recover and rebuild. Every sector of the economy and our nation's military rely on truck drivers. So let's take a moment to say thank you. On the open road or city streets, our truck drivers are rolling to make our economy and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America
0: forward. Pro Group Management offers workers' comp services to a growing number of industries. As businesses grow and change with the times, the need for a solid workers' comp program must be flexible and up-to-date. The evolving nature of regulations can make staying ahead of complex tasks challenging. But Pro Group Management simplifies the work so your industry can move forward and succeed. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you.
3: Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over one in ten workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail.
2: R-A-N-N V dot
1: org.
3: This is Nevada Newsmakers.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Clay Mitchell. He is the vice chair of the Story County Commission. Your area, your district. Uh, incorporates Virginia City. I used to represent Virginia City 30-plus years ago uh, as part of the VCCTA, the Convention
0: Authority. How's Virginia City doing? Uh, it's a special place. You know, uh, we have our challenges, certainly. Um, COVID and the shutdowns and all of that uh, certain, certainly had an effect. Um, other than that, Virginia City is doing just fine. We're working on some flood mitigation plans when when we got the big rains after the big winter last winter in the spring um, it all comes down off the mountain and right through town we have very few storm drains and so we're working on some tens of millions of dollar projects to try to control some of that and make sure that we don't get don't get washed out Um, business is doing fairly well there's turnover there's natural turnover that happens Um, the community spirit is fairly strong. Uh, My son goes to the high school. He plays on the junior varsity basketball team. He's in a podcast class, and they are doing a podcast series on the tradition of basketball in Virginia City. Wow. So they're doing living history type uh, interviews with these guys that won five state titles in the 1960s, and it's pretty fascinating to connect that history in to what's happening in modern times. And that's really what Virginia City is about. It's, it was a place where industrial technology was pioneered and, um, and, and so relying on that history to inform our future is really part of our DNA.
1: And the water system, you mentioned it earlier with some of the issues, uh, but the whole system where it comes down uh, from Marlette Lake and then comes back up. The engineering from that in the 1800s was just phenomenal.
0: Pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it's, a, it's what's called a reverse siphon. They use the pressure of about 1800 feet of, of drop. My understanding is about 800 psi down there at the bottom. They say that if a rivet pops, the stream of water can break rock. That's how much pressure there is there and then that pushes it up and over the hill onto our side. And so we're, uh, we're discussing right now, because Carson City also buys a fair amount of water, almost 10 times as much as we use, they pull into their system, because they have a much bigger population, off of that same system. Under the Franktown decree in the 1960s, they were allowed to do that. There's some discussion, because there's some additional water capacity within that system. And so right now it's being discussed between the players in the region, what do we do with that extra water? We on the Story County side wanna make sure that we have secured enough to build out, both commercially and residentially, the areas that are currently served. And so that's some good conversation that's happening, looking forward into into what we can do with that water system. But
3: what an engineering feat. Let's take another break, we'll be right back. Remember 2010 in Northern Nevada, 13 to 14% unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing, families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting. Many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership, streamlined permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. $4 billion in local wages, $17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving northern Nevada one industry at a time.
2: Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. Modern boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches
1: our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the greenhouse project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward.
3: This is Nevada Newsmakers.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Clay Mitchell. He is the vice chair of the Story County Commission. All right, tell me about cryptocurrency and mining cryptocurrency.
0: Yeah, so um, you may be surprised to learn, Sam, that I uh, can't pay all my bills on a commissioner's salary. (laughs) So I have other activities that I undertake, and I've always been kind of entrepreneurial. I had a thesis that I'm up at 6,000 feet in elevation. It doesn't ever get that hot up there. And cooling for cryptocurrency mining uses a lot of energy is, is, is an issue. And so I had a thought to use old mining buildings and old mining tunnels to passively cool to allow kind of a competitive advantage paired with good rates from NV Energy. So um, so I have a, my family owns an old mill in Gold Hill, and I have a proof of concept operation in one of the sheds where I'm running some cryptocurrency mining machines. Uh, and they're doing well, uh, they're doing well. It's uh, certainly it's volatile, that comes with the territory, but um, I believe there's, there's some potential for the future. And I, I think that, Uh, I'm a little bit subversive when it comes to uh, fiscal policy. Uh, I don't think the Fed is really our friend so much, and so I'm interested in looking at other monetary systems that that might give us a little more freedom. Fascinating.
1: Uh, We we should talk more about that. We are out of time today. I thank you so much for doing this. For those that don't realize, this was an incredibly snowy day. Um, in northern Nevada, and you know, people are getting anywhere from 18 inches to a couple of feet of snow. And you came down for us, and we really
0: appreciate that. Happy to do it. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, and we'll be right back.
1: We're at Tamarack Casino at Nevada Steak with Chef Mike Mahoney. You have fabulous food here.
2: This halibut is extraordinary. The halibut was awesome, it was fun to cook. You get a nice sear on top and then we base that with a little bit of butter and garlic and herbs and stuff, it's, it's fabulous. It's a lot of butter. It is. And it looks really good and it tastes even better.
1: I'm trying this, which is the crab cake. You've got this crispy coating on the outside. What is that?
2: Actually, that's cornflakes. Huh? Cornflakes. Really? Yes, sir. It, the crispiness of the cornflake just adds more crispiness to the already you know crispy crab cake. It's, it's awesome. It's my favorite. And I'm a crab cake fanatic. Okay,
1: this I just tried
2: for the first time. It's ahi tuna mm-hmm. in a whole different way. Ahi tuna, it's a tuna tartare. It's ground up. Uh, we it with a little bit of spicy mayo, a little avocado puree, and our house-made ponzu sauce in there as well.
1: It tastes to me like sushi without the rice. It's sushi. got all the flavorings, but it's absolutely
2: delicious. Yeah, it's, it's amazing.
1: All right, ribeye steak.
2: Ribeye steak, classic. Harris Ranch, certified English beef. You can't go wrong with a good steak here.
1: And uh, no, and that ribeye is particularly good. Um, again, we tried that earlier. Mm-hmm. It is fabulous. Yeah. The wedge salad. Um, I love a wedge salad that comes with a giant hunk of bacon on it. So you've got healthy and you've got bacon. A little How do bit you go of indulgence.:
2: wrong? Yeah, a little indulge. Uh, what's great about this one is the bacon is cooked fresh to order for every single salad, so it's nice and hot. Folks, you've got to come to Tamarack, the casino
1: in South Reno. It is a fabulous place to begin with. It's made even more fabulous by Nevada Steak and your great food. Thank you for inviting us, and we will be coming back over and over because I'm in love with this tuna. I'm in love with the crab cake. Well, the ribeye's pretty, well, the halibut. It's all good, folks. Just about everything. (laughs) Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com. Or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next project.